created live on Fireside. Hello, everyone. Welcome to YNS, YNS Live with NFL Thread. We are so excited for our next guest, Dominique. And before Cynthia introduced, I just want to remind everyone in the audience, first of all, hi, Gina, Sarah, uh, Cynthia, Cody, Joanna, Chris, Scott. Cynthia, do you mind just um, my, uh, muting your microphone real quick? Thanks. So we are so excited live with NFL Thread. And before Cynthia introduces Dominique, guys, live in any of the other apps. Uh, welcome. This is going to be a fantastic conversation. We're going to have a lot of fun here. So a couple things. See, so have a couple people are broadcasting live. If you guys are new to this app, if you go down to those two little buttons or the two little lines to the left, you will be able to broadcast live. So people that are not in Fireside can actually listen to this conversation. That's why I am obsessed with this new app. Um, there's so many amazing things that are happening. It was just announced that we are, have partnered with Lipson, which is going to make this uh, storytelling app and just easier for us podcasters to get stories out and get more people listening. So thank you all for broadcasting live. And um, Cynthia, I know we have been so busy and it's so exciting that uh, you know you have Dominique as our second guest for YNS Live. I know you have uh, just finished a wedding and what else have you been doing that I know you've been all over the place. Don't forget to un unmute me because I know that I had to mute. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it has been an amazing summer for sure. You know, this is our first wedding. So my baby girl got married July the 11th and we just had such a great time, you know, it was just so, um, you know, cloud nine the whole time. And she married her childhood, like love, who was my son, Alex's best friend. So he's been in the family for years and years. So it was just kind of bringing two families together that have really been together, but it was just fun. And it's just a great experience. Oh my, I love that. that. <laughs> I, I didn't know that Aiden married that your like childhood friend. How special is that? Yeah, hers. I mean, like they, uh, she started crushing out on Ray. I think when the boys were going into their freshman year, she was going into her freshman year, and it was just so cute to watch it all unfold. And my husband coached him all through school and high school, so it was just a funny. It's a funny thing, really, when you think about it. But we were just all completely joyed, and we had a really cool wedding at a warehouse in Youngstown, and it was just so fun to plan that with her. Um, we've always been like project oriented and uh, never really shoppers together, but just making things together. So this was just another awesome project that we did together, Aiden and I. Yes. I mean, I love the pictures were incredible. I mean, you guys, are <laughs> you're so creative and I love that. And I love, so fun. Um, but I also love how you always uplift other people, right? You always are like, that's one of the things that my favorite things about you. And so with that, I would love for you to introduce our next guest, Dominique. Yes, I'm so excited. Um, yeah, having, you know, right now just dove into the playbook and we're working on, play, you know, volume four of the playbook and this is the boss issue. And we're going to be talking about some exciting things, you know, in terms of owning your own business, building your own business, building your own brand, you know, NFL programs that help NFL players and spouses that are already doing it. Um, and so Dominique and Cody were actually featured in volume two and we had, you know, just really completely covered their, you know, sense of all mission moon, their souls for souls and the food for hungry. Um, they're just excellent philanthropists, wonderful people. And Dominique, 
um, from that, we became very close and I was actually able to work with Dominique on several thread events where she emceed the events for the thread UBS events that we had at the drafts and Super Bowl along with off the field. And so it's just been like this. I just couldn't wait to get her on the show and I can't wait for everybody to meet Dominique. Transparent. She's so real and she also, she's so like giving and uplifting others. So Dominique is sensible. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Oh, that introduction was phenomenal, Cynthia. Thank you so much. I'm like, this girl is really cool. I want to meet her. <laughs> but thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Juliet and Cynthia. I'm just honored and grateful for this opportunity. And Juliet, like you said, the opportunity to be able to share your story is a blessing. And I don't take that lightly at all. So thank you to everyone in the studio that's joining us and just giving us this platform to talk. And I'm excited to dive into some really cool Yes, I'm I am like so excited because when I did, you know, everyone that knows me knows I'd like to do a little research, but I also love just the conversation. I love the conversation and the comfortableness of just learning about someone else. And there's a couple things that stood out about you and Cody that um, just really were like, just warmed my heart. First of all, the uh, Clemson, uh, my son is obsessed with Clemson. And then the fact that you guys live in Charlotte, North Carolina with your three babies right now, Charlotte, my sister lives in Charlotte. So that's super close to my heart. And then I have three kids. So I know what it's like to have three kids. Um, but I would love for you just to start on um, talking a little bit about being a mom uh, and doing all the things that Cynthia just said, and we're going to dive into you know way more of your story, but being a mom and a parent to three kids under three, can you give us a little insight into that? <laughs> wow. It's, it's, you start with the chaos, right? <laughs> no, it's, it's awesome. You can understand. I mean, when you have multiple children, like my husband and I say, we're already outnumbered and outcovered. So there's already times where we feel stretched sometimes. But if I could explain it, the best way would be a huge blessing, but it's almost like dr uh, drinking your blessings <laughs> from a fire hose. <laughs> Some days I am just so <laughs> grateful and, and, and humble to be their mom because I know that, that you know I was chosen and that God gave us this gift. But it's also some really tough moments. It's some temper tantrums and diapers and a consistent schedule and being routine and, you know, someone depending on you for every single thing times three and also trying to make time for your husband and your family and your marriage. That can be overwhelming sometimes. So some days I feel like I like have to really this season of my life, I'm taking deep breaths. I am practicing my meditation. I'm doing a lot of self-care so that I can pour into others. And I know that it's a season right now of chaos, but I also know that it's such a blessing. And these are some of the most important formative years of their life and the most important years of, of my life as well, and my husband and I as well. So it's crazy, but it's I awesome. Totally yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I mean, I have to say, so um, crazy town is like a very endearing word to me because of having two crazy boxer dogs, three kids, and um, and just the energy of of that. Like, I love how you said with the fire hose because it's so true and it's such a great description for people that don't understand, right? People that don't know about having three kids, especially three kids under three, it is you wake up and you're like on the go, right? And you're running a business. You're running a lifestyle brand. You're running, um, you know, your your philanthropy uh, charities and all the things that you and Cody are doing. And so, I would love to touch a little bit about, um, you know, how you're how you're kind of navigating all of that, and and what does balance mean to you? I feel like balance can be. It's one of those give and take words, especially right now, because. 
uh, with balance, people think I have it all together, but balance is like, I didn't let it all drop and hit the floor today. You know, <laughs> that may not be the case tomorrow, but today I held it together. Uh, for our, uh, I guess I'll start with our career endeavors and um, with investment real estate, my husband and I, we entered investment real estate, probably maybe three to four years of him playing. And it was honestly him um, indirectly uh, allowing us to pursue that. And we knew nothing about it. And so we were learning in real time. And a lot of ways we still are, but we've been able to be really successful in that field. And it's um, especially with this crazy real estate market. And we've learned a lot. We've just committed to learning a lot, accepting that we don't know what we don't know, but just committing to really buckling down and learning um, so much about that field and also uh, making mentors. So we tried to um, have mentors that help pour into us and really are intentional about our relationships. But everything that we do in our life right now, especially with three children under three, is intentional. Nothing is by accident. Nothing is just, oh, I'm just going to happen to meet this person. I'm just going to happen to um, uh, form this relationship or go to this event or go to this networking event. Like it's very intentional and it's very, I would say, on purpose because our time is so limited. And so when we go back to those words about balance, like, you know, that your time is limited. So how can you allocate allocate those resources, your time and be able to manage your family, manage your marriage um, and still have time for yourself to grow and develop? And that's the season that we're in. I love that. I love that. And Cynthia, I know you totally get that as well because you were in, you know, similar situations as Dominic being an NFL spouse. So I would love to hear your insights of that as well because you also have three kids. I mean, I love that that's like the three of us have three kids. The three of us up here have that in common. Right. It's true. And, you know, it's interesting. Um, and when you say intentional, um, the one thing that we can never plan for is our breaking point. You know, and, and I remember I used to get like almost like a shock feeling on my lip that it would go numb. And that's when I knew I hit that wall <laughs> and I would turn to Michael and say, um, I'm done. I, I'm done. I'm like, I'm breaking, you know, and I knew that at that point I had to address like what was going on, either exhaustion or I needed to go to the park. Or I just needed to kind of regroup. And I was wondering if you have that same, if you guys have that similar thing that you, when you knew, okay, I need to fix this <laughs> today or this second. <laughs> I I can definitely relate to that, Cynthia, because but I've, I've tried to avoid those moments of getting there because and, and it's been tough because like a lot of social scenes I haven't been able to be on a lot of uh, time with friends, you know, just leisure time. I really don't have as much leisure time as I would like, especially because they're so small. And so I really just try to allocate my time as best I can. And right now it's just a season of spending time with my husband, especially post COVID. And, you know, you were in the house together, but you're like, everyone's running to different corners of the room because the world shut down and we're all trying to figure it out. <laughs> um, but it's just one of those things where I can relate because we try our best not to get to those breaking points. And when we do, it's like, all right, we need to exercise. We need to do some self-care. We need to pour into ourselves. We need to go read a book. We need to eat a healthy meal. Like, Keeping all those things in perspective helps me not get that get to that breaking point because honestly, when I get there, the kids are eating chips for dinner. You know, like they're all over the place. It's just <laughs> it's, it's... <laughs> no, totally, and I love that, and I love because I'm trying to think back. I feel like it was such a blur, even though that was like some of my favorite times. I love little kids. I love that, um, just that engagement with them, and I think back because I was in the city when they were all really little. And I think one of the things that I used to do is I would just walk. I would take the dogs with the kids and we would just walk and get outside. 
And so I feel like I avoided some of those situations, but I remember my husband would come home and um, he could always tell, like, I, you know, I think there was a few times where I would get like this little weird twitch in my eye. And I think those were the times where it was like, okay, I need to take a breath, but I know as I've gotten older. So this is what Dominique, I think is so amazing about you. Um, and I think it really talks to who you are that you already kind of know those things already. You know that that's what you need to do before you get there. Cause I don't think I was that wise when I had, and I always wanted to be a mom. That was like what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a mom and I wanted to raise my kids. Um, but when you're in it, sometimes you just, you're all of a sudden like, oh my gosh, okay, wow, this is not what I expected or this is what I expected. And I just have to get kind of ahead of it. Cause I've, you know, there's times in life where you feel like, you know, you're in, if you can think of this, like you're in the pond and you have the straw that's like, you know, just out that's breathing and that straw is getting like smaller and smaller, but you just have the tip out of the, of the water. Um, I know that there's times of that, but I know as I've gotten older, like exercise, I get up before my kids get up now. And I know that that's so important for me to have that alone time before anyone wakes up, before the house wakes up. Um, but again, my kids don't wake up, you know, before they used to wake up at five. So I would be getting up at three. I couldn't do that. Right. So do you um, find, I would love for you to touch on that. Like, what do you find? I said, I know you, you touched on the, um, the meditation and the exercise, but do you have that time where you no, okay, this is always my time and I, it's it's predictable or are the kid's too young that it's unpredictable? Can you touch on that? Um, but our youngest, um, I'm still nursing him full time, so that can be a challenge. But my husband is the master sleep trainer. And so I can be, I've learned by this third baby, like move out of the way and let him do his thing. And so I've even been nudging him like, oh, it's your time, sleep train the baby. But we're actually building a house. So we're in the prime of building our, our forever home, as you would say. And between construction of the home, um, trying to take care of the kids full time. Sometimes they went back to school half day. So we have a little reprieve with preschool. But yes, we definitely have to be very strategic with our schedules. It forces us to communicate. It forces us to over communicate on a level that I never even knew was necessary. But it really helps to break down any misconfusion or just times where we're like, okay, but I thought you were doing that. And I, and, and or one of us dropping the ball. So I feel like that over communication really helps us keep our sanity at this place. Now, mind you, this won't be our place forever because every, every six months, there's always a transition in the house. I don't know if you notice that with kids, like with every six months or even every quarter, you can yes. see something different and start to change, you know? So you maybe you'll get a little more sleep. That may be an extra hour of sleep or that maybe this child's a little more independent or this child's potty trained or this child's doing more activities or this child's playing independently. So it may be a little more chaos. Like this is all three temper tantrums, like what's going on? But you really have to have that strategy to keep your mental um, time intact. And also my husband taught me this, just time to ourselves. Like I love when he has time with, time with his friends. Sometimes they'll take really cool trips, just God trips, which I think are really important that you don't lose your identity in your marriage. But those God trips, I've yet to take a girl trip, but I'm waiting. <laughs> I am waiting to do so as soon as our son turns, our youngest turns a year. But also those uh, workouts, I do get up, up before my kids. And yes, they are up by six o'clock. So yeah. I'm up by that three o'clock I can relate to because when I want that peace and quiet and that time to myself, well, I have to get up to carve that out myself. Um, we, we have mandatory date nights. Like we don't play around with our date nights anymore and just making time for ourselves. And even now when we do a date night, we'll jump on a plane and go to another city. Hopefully COVID doesn't um, kill that, but just doing that forces us to really lock into each other. And it's almost like having meetings like the CEO and the COO of the family business are just, 
meeting together, having a blast, having dinner, reconnecting, locking in so that we can pour into our children. And so it took us a while to get to this place. This was not like, oh, we arrived. It was... It was some really <laughs> tough moments getting to this place, but I think that we're really starting to get into a groove and just understanding that when this relation, when our relationship works, the whole. So true. And I love that so much. And I, you know, it reminded me of one thing, Tommy, who's in the audience, um, Tommy Vincent, who I know, you know, as well. She said one thing that I thought was really cool. And it was let, if you have a spouse that wants to help, let them do it the way they want to, because you're going to do it different, but it's going to give some beauty into the family. So I love that you said that Cody does the sleep training and you're like, you know what I've learned, just let him do it. Cause I think that is really important in having a partnership with your spouse and having a good one. Cause you want to give them the confidence. Like, you know, I know I want to do certain things, you know, I'm staying at home and I envisioned this is how it was going to go, but you also have something to, um, you know, give to this relationship and, and to the kids. So I love that you said that. Cynthia, do you want to add anything before we kind of jump onto some? Yeah, I feel that um, the one thing I feel like that has changed with, um, you know, this generation that I think is wonderful is when you said over communicating to me, that is just really putting down what is what is really going on and what you're doing. And when you do that, I think you guys have a really great um, like gris, gr- grasp on the fact that I can't do everything. Something's got to give on this list. Whereas I feel like we were always saying, yes, 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 yes. And at the end, you did get to that point. Whereas you're talking about like preemptive strike here. I can't do all this. We can't do all this. So let's look closely at this list and get rid of things. Do you guys do that? Yes. I was, um, it was crazy. I was talking to a friend of mine, like, normalizing rest, normalizing self-care and getting rid of that burnout culture. Like for some reason, this burnout culture was so uh, popular and prevalent. And maybe for some, it still is. But burnout culture is just, you don't enjoy the moment. You don't have any perspective about how good things can be. You're constantly focused on the past or focusing about the future. Burnout culture is not healthy. And it just... I don't care what place you are in your life, whether you're trying to ascend and pursue your goals or whether you're like, I reached it or whether you're like, I don't know what's going on and you want to pivot to something new, just burning yourself out. It's just unhealthy and mentally, physically and spiritually. And so my husband and I really have worked on that. I, I'm not going to lie, was a, a huge um, participant in this burning myself out and then being overwhelmed and having anxiety. He's looking at me like, why are you doing that to yourself? So I, I've gotten a lot better. I'm really working on that in perspective. And of course, you know, with his career in the NFL, it was just so demanding. Like as we were able to peel back the layers and like really sit down and talk to each other, which a lot of couples and families don't do. I mean, rightfully so with kids running around and life happening, it's hard to just talk sometimes. But when we really just started to talk, it's like, we're so like, everything was happening a mile a minute. We were just thrown so many different directions. And when you're really able to plant your feet, think about the directions you want to go in, think about where you want your family to go, think about what type of legacy you want to leave. You really can be intentional about every single move you make down to your schedule, down to your relationships, down to what you eat and how much you sleep and you know what you intake into your mind and your Yeah, I feel like it's that it's okay to say no. And we did talk to Tommy about this. It's okay to say no, but not not no forever. Just, I can't do that right now. I can do it next week. I can do it later. You know? So I think that's so important. It's so important. And you know what, Cynthia, I love what you just said there because there was, a, I, and I think it's Brene Brown and I could be wrong, but she said something that back um, a couple years ago, I was like, that was so important. She said, it's so, it, you really, instead of resenting something, it's so much easier 
in hindsight when you say no or not right now. I can't do it because you're trying to run your business. You're trying to run your family. You want to be the best for everyone. But we all can't like that. I'm I, I'm so glad that I'm not in that world where it's like women can do it all. We can do it all, but not at the same time. We can do it all on our, our timetable. And I think that's a really important thing because it's so much better to say no, not right now. Or you know what? I would love to do something else, You know, just not that big role, instead of resenting. Because resenting, I feel like, is one of the worst things. Like you're doing something and you're like pissed off because you said yes to it, but it's really your own fault. So I think that's really important. I love that you touched on that. And I'm sure, Dominique, you feel that with, you know, um, with all the stuff. And I basically just want to, you know, you're a global award-winning, I'm going to say this wrong, but I I, I practiced before because I get tongue-tied with this word, but philanthropist. And your husband is an eight-year NFL veteran defensive back. And so I think it is all the things that you had to do, juggling all that, going to different cities, you know, uh, Cody played for Tennessee Titans, New York Giants, Pittsford Steelers. And for you to have the kids and juggle your charity and then juggle your lifestyle brand, you had to kind of say, okay, I need to know when to say no, I'm assuming. Right? I definitely, I mean, and, and learning that no, because you always want to weigh the options. Like Cynthia said, there's so many opportunities out. You're getting flooded with, with different things, especially since uh, outside opened back up and things are starting to be more in-person. Um, and, and it's like, you don't want to have that FOMO, which I'm going to miss out on something and you don't want to live in this, you know, you only live once society where it's going to, you're going to miss something. It's never going to happen again. And it's over. I think that you have to really separate your personal life from the life of, of social media because social media will make you feel like you need to be everywhere at all times and all places. And you need to look this way and you need to have this when you go, but you really have to pull back from that and understand like, like I'm right where I need to be, where I find peace and contentment and purpose and strength. And sometimes that is saying no to different opportunities. And yes, it was hard. Um, We had two of our children as he entered the end of his career and it was still just difficult, but I'm really grateful for him because I, when I commit, single mothers. My mother was a single mom and she had the support system of my grandparents. But I really have been able to rely on him a lot to help with the kids because, you know, it's it's had some tough moments. I know like with parenting and just different things you're trying to navigate and figure out yourself. Like sometimes moms are afraid to admit, to admit that parenting is really tough. Sometimes they're scared to say like, oh man, this isn't what I thought it would be. Or I thought it would be, um, like those those um, misinterpretation of what a mother's and or father's how they should act and be in their family and I I'm not afraid to say like this is really hard sometimes but in that moment I'm always like thank God for the partner that I have to share this moment. I love that and you can tell you can hear your passion in your voice and you can hear the love that you guys have which I think is really special and it's exciting to grow something together and so I do want to start touching on this. Um, Talk, can you talk to a little bit about your the domestically and abroad uh, things that you're doing in the Light the Tribute Award and all these different things that you're doing in the charity space? Can you touch on that? Definitely. When we launched our uh, Sense of Our Family Foundation, we were doing so many different uh, charitable endeavors 
previously before launching our foundation and just, and just partnering with different organizations. And so early on, we were able to do a lot of programming, which I love because programming directly impacts the individuals that are served by a specific charity. Um, when we were with the Tennessee Titans and, and then when he progressed to go on with the Steelers, we were able to, to do more things abroad with Food for the Hungry, creating water reservo reservoirs, collecting shoes, thousands of pairs of shoes with Souls for Souls. And now that we have children ourselves, which one, our time is limited. So some of those cool projects we had to kind of tailor back on just because we wanted to pour into our family. I just think one gem I always heard from somebody is you can serve the world, but if you don't serve your household, it's pointless. So if your household is missing out and you're just doing all these great things in the world, whether you're exceeding at your job or exceeding in, in um, whatever career goals you pursue. Um, but if you come home and your kids hate you and your marriage is falling apart or you just, you know, things aren't well at home, then it's counterproductive. But I said all that to say we tailored our schedule to make it seem um, so now we're fo focusing on mentorship and that mentorship piece that we're doing with Clemson University, especially the football program and the Paul Journey program, which is passionate about winning um, and just really telling our story about the real side of being in the NFL and how it can impact you mentally and just really creating that sounding board for younger um, players and spouses that are entering this space. You know, they don't give you a, um, a manual. You don't get a handbook and life just comes at you a thousand miles a minute. And you really want to be able to have someone that you can trust and that can pour into you. So we're using our experiences that we have right now to really solidify that mentorship piece and uh, serve people on an intimate, transparent way. And it's important to us, which is all. Yes, um, I just loved reading recently your work with Transition. And I just love that you're opening dialogue about transition, not even just from players who played in the NFL and forever, but even players that possibly didn't get you know, into the league because it's difficult for anybody to stop doing what you wanted to do or stop doing something that you never really truly got to start. So I love that you're opening dialogue for all individuals who are transitioning in or out of something that's creating change because that can be confusing. And when you have a mentor who's just speaking so um, transparently about it or what they are experiencing, it just, it just kind of resonates within and you, you, you learn from it. Thank you. I feel like I what transition was so crazy. I'm glad you mentioned that, Cynthia, because it's unspoken. You know, I think for athletes, even at whatever level they transition out of their career, whether it was high school, collegiate or professional, it's tough. I mean, a lot of these athletes are playing since they're um, at the, five years old. Could you imagine not doing something that you've been doing since you were five and you've devoted your life to it and um, and, and that's just a tough space. Or we talk about identity. Let's talk about moms in transition, parents in transition, fathers in transition, like how we build our identity into something. And then all of a sudden, if it's not what we thought it would be, then we're like lost or afraid. And also just um, transitioning after COVID, you know, post COVID, a lot of us had to pivot with our career paths, with our personal lives, with our social lives. And so transition is a topic that I don't think gets enough enough. Uh, clout and that it's tough, but if you push through it, when you get to the other side of it, you can be a much better person and being that sounding board for someone in transition, whatever that looks like, um, is important. I love that. And you could, you like, literally I got the chills as you were speaking because it's so true. So I played field hockey and lacrosse and I played in college a little bit. Um, but I, you know, I didn't play obviously to the extent of like an NFL athlete or professional athlete. And I, 
can't imagine what that does to your mind. It doesn't matter how confident you are. It doesn't matter where you are financially. But that whole, as you said, that transition, transition is always scary because you don't know what happens on the other side, right? It's the change. It's the unknown. And and I think you're 100% right. It is not discussed enough. And it's not discussed in every realm. Like, as I said, I always wanted to be a mom. I babysat forever. I mean, I was like so confident in my you know abilities as a mother but it's different when all of a sudden you're in it and people don't talk about it. They think, okay, you know, breastfeeding is going to be easy because it's just natural or birth is going to be easy because it's just natural. And we all have to uh, talk about it a little bit more because there are people that struggle with it. And if you can talk to them about, you know, you just have to keep moving forward, right? I mean, Dominique, one of the things that I think uh, I read about you also is, you know, your, your belief in God. And I really believe that God has a path for everyone. That's just, you know, some people believe the universe, whatever it is. But when you're following your path, even in the hard times, right? And, um, and in the struggles, you're learning in those times, you're learning in the struggles. And that's just God saying, you know what, I want you to be a little stronger in the next stage of your life. I want you to be a little stronger and a little bit more confident. So I'm going to give you these struggles so you can learn. And so I absolutely, I mean, you can hear I get passionate and really excited about this because it's so true. Transition is tough, but if you're meant to be where on the other side of it, you're going to find your way. You just have to keep moving forward. And yes, you can sit in it for a little bit, but not too long. So I agree. I love that. I love that. And and what you said too really resonates with um, your testimony. Nine times out of 10, it isn't even for you. I think a lot of us just don't have the courage to be vulnerable and speak up about some of those dark moments or those tough times or those uncertain moments uh, when our faith may waver or when we don't feel as confident. And I really am. I'm grateful for the voice that I have, but I'm also grateful for the transparency that I'm able to to be to say, you know, I always tell my husband, like, there's no guesswork over here, which I think he loves to an extent. But <laughs> I mean, I just I love that. I, I just don't know how to not be honest about how I'm feeling about something or when I'm going through something. And I also I'm grateful that God is able to allow me to put words to my feelings when I when I am struggling, because I've had so many people reach out to me through my blog. I know when you start writing and you start putting your feelings out there for the world and people come back and give you feedback and say, oh, my God, that was awesome or that resonated with me and that really encouraged me. That's a gift. And I don't take that gift lightly. And I'm grateful to be able to speak to some places of pain because a lot of times we'll internalize that pain and we'll just think that it goes away. But I don't think it does. I think when you, um, and I'm not saying everyone has to blast their experiences out here for the world. But what I am saying is that when you go through something and you're able to mentor to someone else and speak to them and talk to them about the pain that they experience and and be a sounding board or just be someone that they can look to as knowing like, okay, I can overcome it because they did. There's power in that. There's really, there's such power in being able to live in your story and be true to yourself and what you. Oh my gosh. I love that. And it is. And I love the cheers. This is why I love Fireside. And I love that you said about, and I, I said love like what, 50 times there, but my husband's the same. Like my kids know I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I feel deep. I love deep. I have deep emotions. And there's times where it's, it's exhausting, right? But I also feel that it's so important to share those, as you said, because 
you can help someone else. And and through social media, right, people see this one image. They see, okay, or they assume, like, right, they assume you you have an NFL spouse, so this is how your life is going to be. Um, you know, people assume, oh, you live here, so this is what it's supposed to be. And we're all just human, and we're all just figuring it out. And yes, some of us figured out a little bit faster or a little bit better, but if we all can just support each other with the tools of, hey, this is what I just went through, and it's going to be tough, and this is how I felt, you might feel a little different but I want you to know that it's okay to sit in those emotions. I always say that it's so important and not to stuff. I mean, I know some of the people like Gina in in the audience is is laughing and Cynthia is laughing because that comes up a lot in these conversations. Stuffing is so bad because it's going to come out somewhere. I always tell my kids, like, don't stuff your emotions. You have to let them out. No, I don't. You don't have to be like mom, where you know we talk about our feelings all the time, and you know, you guys know if I'm happy, angry, mad, sad, whatever it is. But it is really important. So, Dominique, I love that you said that. Um, Cynthia, do you want to add anything there as well before we, you know, uh, move the conversation along? Um, well, yeah, actually, it's. Um, I would love to move it along to you know, with all of this comes, you know, like who we are. And what is our legacy? What is our impact? You know, I feel like that for a while there, you know, that was something that was really on on my mind. You know, like what am I doing? You know, and it took like good friends to really open up and and share that with them to say, you know, if you're doing one thing, you're making an impact in one life. If whether it's your family, whether it's your friends, whether it's the masses, but you just have to kind of really kind of be comfortable in the fact that whatever you're doing, you're making a difference somewhere. And in telling your story, for me, it's telling other people's stories. That's what I discovered was my way of making an impact is to share what others are doing and to really like put it out there so that it would be helpful to others. So it's kind of like all these topics are very interesting to me in finding that niche. I love that. And I think that's the next like perfect space to, you know, talk, uh, Dominique, about some of the stuff that you're doing with your lifestyle brand and like, you know, what is legacy? What is, I know I'm asking like kind of a twofold question here, but what legacy do you kind of want to, uh, you know, leave? Wow. That's, that's powerful. I was actually discussing that with my husband and, and, in defining that legacy, I have to just define who I am as a person and what I love about myself is I'm not afraid to go into a room where I know nothing about anyone or I'm, or everyone is more, I would say, advanced than me in certain areas. Like, I'm not afraid to start from the bottom. I'm not afraid to start and try new things. And that's powerful because I think as, as, a, as an adult, and hear me out, we... I don't know if we do it or society do it, does it? We box ourselves in, right? This is what I do well. So this is what I have to do. And this is what looks good when I do it. Adults don't like to be uncomfortable. We don't like to make new friends. We don't like to be in new spaces that require us to maybe embarrass ourselves or be vulnerable. We like to seem like we have it in control. You know, at some point, adults, we have to realize like in order for me to grow, I have to step into these spaces of the unknown. And that looks scary. So for me, it's just having that, just being empowered, using my voice to be able to speak to some of those moments of uncertainty, using my faith to be able to push me and propel me forward, using my discernment to make sure that the people around me are the right people around me and want to, we all have the same common goal of doing right by others. Um, and definitely, I'm just a woman on a mission. I want to positively, positively impact the world and serve under-resourced communities. Um, I love to empower others, especially women. And I want women to tap into the best versions of themselves. Um, And with that, I created the DSLB Inspired Dinner Series, which was so awesome. And I created November of 2019. That's when I launched. And obviously 2020, uh, going into 2020, the world shut down. And that was hard for me because to launch 
something so epic and phenomenal and intimate and inspiring. And then all of a sudden, you know, have it taken away because of something, a global pandemic was really tough. But during the global pandemic, I was able to refine the DSLB dinner series. And so pending there are no COVID restrictions, we're going to take this around to different cities and continue to grow and create spaces for women and others to sit at a table. And, you know, this table is metaphoric for, you know, spaces and places in the community and letting them, you know, tap into those power player spaces and places in the community and bringing people together, not just over cocktails or an amazing meal, but to share that energy and to share their ideas and talk about how they can definitely, um, make the world a better place per se entrepreneurs mission makers other philanthropists unconventional artists leaders bringing people together to interact and just really talk about ways in which they are going to be intentional about serving their communities and making them oh my gosh i love that so much and i know cynthia said when you know she was you were one of the people that she wanted to have on um everything you just said is everything that i'm about as well like i want to Sometimes there's times where it's like, you know, I know if I'm failing or it's something, or I don't even like to call it failure, but having a misstep is when I'm growing and learning and is when I can have a bigger platform to help other people know that when you have a passion or a gift, you need to share it. So I love everything you said. And I think it's so great that you're having that dinner series where you're getting people together to uplift each other. So um, amazing. I'm so glad that, you know, you are a part of this this platform and learning about it and hearing about it and being able to be on this stage and talking to people. So Cynthia, I know you want to jump in real quick. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, I just feel like I know that was terrible that it happened, but I feel that even now more so than ever, after we have all survived so many Zoom calls, we realize how important it is to actually engage in person. So I can't wait to have a, a dinner series in Charlotte with Dominique to bring the girls together because we're just all so hungry for it, you know, to sit down at a table and talk about everything, <laughs> what we're doing and to grow with each other. So I think that's going to be just an exciting year for you with your series. And I can't wait. Yeah, it's, it's really is. Can you tell people, I know, um, Dominique, I have it in the scroll, but can you tell people a little bit also where to find you so they can follow along with that? Sure. Is that something that, you know, the, yeah, the public can kind of, um, like, you know, absolutely. I love I love to go on Instagram occasionally. I'll make an appearance with my 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 ninos, um, or I love to document some really great food spots or whatever I'm talking about in my blog. So you can always find me on Instagram. I try to post my stories regularly when my kids aren't trying to take my phone away. Um, but um, I definitely blog regularly on DominiqueSensibot.com, and I'll be launching more information about where what cities we'll be having the dinner series in, and how you can purchase tickets, and how you can be involved, and how you can create. Uh, what sponsorship opportunities are available and just how we all can be in the mix and create that, op that opportunity to come together. And yes, Cynthia, that intimacy and that personal connection is going, is the best. And, and you're right. That's why I, I'm so glad about relaunching because I, I thought about doing it virtual, but I was like, I'm not going to sit at my house and have dinner alone and talk to all my friends. I'm going to wait until, <laughs> I'm going to wait until we can all get together. And when we can, it'll be magical. So yes. Mm -hmm. That's the truth. And it is. And I think, Cynthia, what you did, you know, I, I as we said, the, you know, the pandemic has been, been really hard on some, harder on others. But I think the one thing that has come out for so many people is the community aspect. As you said, the, 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 
community and the relationships and just learning about people and hearing about how, you know, where people are and how they were during the pandemic. And, you know, did they enjoy it? Did they not enjoy it? It's, it's all, all about that storytelling, right? All about that story that happens behind the scenes. And that the fact that we can do that, you could do that with a dinner series, or I could do that with a, you know, a podcast, just talking about it and finding out for people. It's just getting the message out more that, people need not just to sit back, right? If you have something that you're passionate about or you have something that you have a gift or you have the ability to help others, you need to do it because that's what the world needs more, especially now when things are so divided. We all need to come together and respect each other and listen to each other and and really hear each other, right? You don't have to you don't have to agree, but just listen. Listen to your neighbor, listen to the person across the street and 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 so I love that you're doing that that dinner series. I think that's going to be amazing. Thank you. I love what you said about um, respecting and hearing your neighbor, but also walking into your purpose. Um, If you ever feel unsettled in your life, it's because there's something else that you have to do. There's something else that the universe and God needs you to do. Yes. So if you're unsettled, that that's just the universe. It's just that itch, like it's never going to go away because there's so many. There's something that you must do that makes the world better, and you have to fulfill that, or you'll never ever be able to to sit and and be. That's so right. And I feel like I read that like a month ago and I shared that with everyone because that is a hundred percent when I have people or I have clients just say, I feel unsettled. I'm like, cause you're not doing what you're meant to be doing. You need to open yourself up. You need to pause your body and listen and listen to God or the universe or whoever you listen to, but you have a purpose here and you're not doing it because you feel unsettled. So oh my gosh, that it just makes me just smile. I was literally like yelling with my muted mic. Yes, yes. Um, That's amazing. Cynthia, do you have anything to add on that? Because I know you do. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just feel that I I feel like I have lived it a few times. And, you know, I feel that, you know, because of that, that's why we are evolving all the time, because we're listening to that like inner voice and to the higher voice to tell us, you know, to lead us. And I think when you do ignore it, that's when you start to have those feelings of doubt, self-doubt, or just, you know, just stifledness. So yes, I totally agree with that. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I started the podcast in 2019, because I was feeling unsettled and it look where it's gone, you know, from there, which is just, which is amazing. So Dominique, I do have a question for you. Like, I just want to, you to give us a little, and I know you've touched on it and everyone can hear who you are, but I would love in a couple sentences, like who is Dominique Sensaba? I love that you asked that. I'll I'll say I'm just a woman on a mission. My goal is to positively impact underserved and under-resourced communities. I'm determined to use my platform to reach while I climb. I want to empower others. I want, um, I'm kind. I'm loving. I'm a loving wife. I love my husband. I love my children. I'm a great mom. I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. And <laughs> I'm just, I'm a great storyteller. I'm sharing with my audience this powerful, these, these narratives, my experiences. I'm a mission maker and I'm a power player and I'm a leader. And I, I believe that. And I believe that I've been given this gift to really influence others to be their best selves. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Cynthia, is there anything that you want to close with? Dominique, is there anything that you want to add? I mean, this was just so wonderful. And again, I'm so honored to be a part of this NFL thread. Like, thank you, 
you know, I know Tommy's in the audience and Cynthia, thank you for bringing me in here. Like, I just feel special. I feel honored. And I just love hearing your stories. It's just, it's, it just makes my heart really happy as corny as that sounds. It really makes my day. Like I will leave my, my office doing this and I'll go and just tell my kids and my husband, like, oh my gosh, especially, you know, my, my middle one that is obsessed with Clemson. Like you have to listen to this more. You need to follow this. You need, like, you have to listen to this, this episode because everything that you said is just so important. And, you know, I love how Cynthia and I, um, interact on this, on this fireside with this, um, NFL thread portion. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm just going to leave it at that with myself, but Cynthia and Dominique, I would love for you guys to add a little and close some. Well, I'll go I first and go. let Dominique. Oh, go ahead, Dominique. Okay. Go ahead then. No, you go, you go first. <laughs> okay. Cause I'll lead into you because that's how I feel. I feel so honored and I feel every time I'm with, you know, my NFL family, I just, I'm in awe of the women. I'm in awe of the guys. I just feel that in or by telling their stories, I feel like it just lifts me up because I do love when the reaction of others. I love when people contact me and say, "My goodness, I read that story and I had no idea that that player did all that or that his wife did this." And um, and so for me, it's just oh, it's just a feel good situation to be in is to tell the stories of these phenomenal individuals. And that's what they are. They're not just players' wives and not just players. They're these amazing individuals. And Dominique, you are absolutely one of them. Thank you so much, Cynthia. And I appreciate this platform. I appreciate you allowing me to tell my story, you and Juliet, and just believing in the greatness of this platform that women in this space have, um, always pouring into us, creating opportunities for us. You're a huge mentor for me and someone that I respect and love and appreciate. So I'm grateful for this time. I hope everyone in the audience can follow us. I am so excited about what's to come for us. And I just want to encourage the audience to just keep being intentional. Every move you make is intentional. Every person that you meet is intentional and the universe will continue to align for you to be successful as long as you put in the work, as my husband always says. Amazing. Amazing. Great. Yeah. So thank you again. And thank you everyone in the audience. Um, you know, Chris, Cody, James, John, Beth, Anitra, sorry if I pronounce your name wrong, Whitley, Ashley, Michelle, Gabrielle, Sherelle, Brittany, Cynthia, Tommy, Juliet, and Gina. I'm reading everyone, obviously. And sorry if I if I said anyone's name wrong, my, I am not the best for pronouncing. But again, thank you guys for joining another YNS Live with NFL Thread definitely, as everyone said, follow all of us because you'll see what other things that we're doing because we're just getting better. <laughs> I cannot tell you, and I'm not bragging, but we are just getting better. And as Dominique said, she is as well. Tom in the audience, Gina with mombomb.org down there. Um, so many different things that you guys can be a part of with this community that we are creating. And uh, I just thank you all for joining. And until next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.